the USFL gambling podcast, week nine preview picks and DFS episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by edge boost. Yes. Edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sports gambling podcast.com slash edge to get started today. And remember as always folks to let it ride. This is Jim Mora and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Football is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive it did. SFL gambling podcast. It is time for our USFL report. And we have just a absolutely huge week. I would even argue that this is probably the best week of the, the rebirth of the USFL over the past two years, because every single game matters. We're going to talk about it all. Maybe you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Uh, my name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. Because I understand how the bastard thinks. I taught him. Now I owe him one. Yes! Oh, I love the I love the USFL. I love having it, and I am very, very excited. A to host the show, but also B to catch off four games, which are all on national TV. Hell yeah! Network TV. Not you don't gotta you don't gotta go to the interwebs and try to find it. You're gonna have it right there, man. All four games, playoff implications. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, up. Let's fucking go. All right, we got the Tecmo Super Bowl music going. It just feels great. Tecmo Super Bowl brings you back to the '80s, just like the USFL. Bringing you back to the eighties. And I mean, you see it every time you tune in on Saturday and Sunday, they play a lot of those clips from the eighties. All right. Beautiful thing. We are also joined. They know how to market. They do know how to market. Shout out to Moose Johnson. Right. And uh, we are also joined by 
third man in the booth, the DFS God himself and come play USFL DFS with us because we're going to give away our lineup later. I'm going to beat the shit out of these guys and uh, give it up for the rooftop by PA drinking home brew, making tobacco road, living a free lock giving farmer. Former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's up, guys? I mean, you see my shirt. You know what that means, right? The boss is out. There it is. You know, that's the only thing missing from the USFL. If they had Brian Bosworth, they would have surpassed the NFL easily in the 80s. <laughs> NFL that's would true. have ceased to exist if Brian Bosworth played in the USFL. In an alternate universe, you know they, they they kept it going in the spring, and then Boz went right into that. Um, folks, no, we're, we're still waiting on Shark Dog, who is Boz reborn to he come is. back. He is He's the Sh- modern day Bosworth, definitely. Yeah. Certainly, shout out to Shark Dog, friend of the program, Scooby Wright, been on the show, and uh, guys, here we are, week nine upon us. We did not release our power rankings, NC Nick. Um, uh, we were Why, waiting. Is that my fault? No, we were waiting for you. We were waiting. <laughs> Sound like you were blaming me. <laughs> well, well, according to you, Nick, yours are the only ones that matter. So yeah, uh, yeah. you know, well, we got we got to include those. <laughs> well, you know, lately I'm not sure if that's the case. I started <laughs> off pretty hot from the from a gambling perspective. Last couple of weeks have been a little rough, but uh, we're going to turn the ship around. And uh, I do think my power rankings this week are spot on. If I could say so myself, well, let's talk about this. I had the Birmingham stallions ranked number one, but I was taking the Philadelphia stars to beat them, which almost happened. Kind of should have happened Four, They had them at fourth and nine at their, you know, at the 40, 30 seconds left. And they somehow lose that game. Are, are obviously Birmingham still number one for us, right? Patty C of course. Nick. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the best record in the league. They're the team. That's the clutchest. They're the team that you can trust the most. Of course, of course, Birmingham is numero uno. Uh, now it gets interesting because uh, Patty sees Memphis showboats figured out how to win <laughs> with look with, with still looking like shit on offense. Five in a row, <laughs> hottest team Five ever. In a row. <laughs> hottest team ever in a two-year. Uh, well, maybe I don't know. Birmingham, I think, might have had a runner. Uh, I actually, think Colby is right to give uh, Carnell Lake all the credit, and uh, I do believe they're the leading uh, draft team, uh, draft uh, Kings scoring team, uh, DFS wise. So uh, you could you could credit that to the to the defense. Carnell Lake, great job so far. And the running game is going, and uh, the guy White, uh, twenty three for one hundred two and a touchdown. That's just no, you no, know, no, 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 no. The running game is hold going. On, hold on, they're playing. They're playing. They can run the ball and so, play D. So check That's us a out. Recipe for success. They got the ball Pittsburgh. back. They got the ball back, and Pittsburgh. Hold on, was it Pittsburgh they played last week? No, no Generals. No, Generals. Yeah, Generals had uh, timeouts. So if they got one first down. And they had been running like shit all game, and the 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 one running back, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Yeah, White, White had like a 55 yard run, and uh, he got in. He didn't score, which was smart. I mean, well, he got tackled, but um, it, it worked out in their favor because that would have opened up the chance for the the generals to score. But that big 50 yard run 
really fluffed up those stats, those rushing stats. <laughs> we actually looked it up, Nick. Yeah. Uh, prior to that run, forty-five rushes for a hundred two yards. <laughs> so, well, I, I want to say White rushed for about eighty the week before. So yeah, I mean, look, you can go through a couple different guys. You can go through Mark Thompson last week and 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 his long run to to seal that game and, and give the uh, gamblers the lead. I think it was like a forty yard run. Without that run, his stats don't look anywhere near as impressive. So, well, sure, you, you can pick and choose here. I mean, you break a long run; it counts just as much as getting stuffed. A few I'm times. just saying, if you watch the game, all, if you watch the game all day, that they were not successfully running the ball. They they had one run with 30 seconds left that changed their stats. Essentially, what they were successful in doing was forcing another three turnovers, which they 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 seem to be able to to do that every week now. Yeah, I mean they're unbelievable. I'm, I'm on board with Patty C. I'm now a believer. I know Colby's <laughs> still hating. Uh, oh. They are my second team, the Showboats in the power rankings. They've won five <laughs> in a row. What else do you need? Uh, I'll tell you, uh, you need an offense that moves the ball. They are it, it, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> you know who the second best team is? We saw it last week. It's the Philadelphia Stars. All right, they had Birmingham beat and they let him off the hook. You want to crown him? You crown him, Nick. All right. You crown Birmingham. Number one, but Philadelphia is the second best team in this league. That is my number two team in the power rankings. Patty C is Memphis still your number two team in the power rankings. I don't know that they are. I mean, it's really close. I think because of their defense being so impressive, um, I, I, I thought we were showboat buddies. Come on. We are showboat buddies. Uh, <laughs> that sounds a little weird, but uh, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, no, Philadelphia, uh, their offense, though, is more impressive. And I actually think come playoff time, if their defense uh, gets, gets its act together a little more, then they are, you know, a, they have a great chance to, A, at least appear in the Freedom Cup. B, they have a puncher's chance to win it. You know, feel free to uh, to ba- to back my so so you're going Memphis still. I am going Memphis okay. until they lose. I, I can't rank them any lower than second. But I I agree. I'm now. I mean, three or four weeks ago, I thought the stars were complete shit. All three of us were agreeing that they were the softest team in the league. <laughs> and all of a sudden, if it wasn't for that almost almost like miracle comeback by Birmingham, they would have won four in a row. So they're definitely my third uh, team in the power rankings. They're atop the North. They're yeah, they're looking good. I mean, the defense last couple weeks, uh, you know, I think they gave up what like thirty-one and twenty-seven. Not great, but they've been. But the offense is playing better. Well, and their defense is starting to create more turnovers. There's last year they went to the Freedom Cup. They were giving up yardage, but they were creating turnovers, and that's really what's been the thing over the past four or five weeks. Look, before I get to Patty C's third team and my third team, I want to tell you that the USFL gambling podcast is brought to you by edge boost. Yes. This episode is supported by edge boost and edge edge boost is the world's first bet. Now pay later visa card. Look edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Uh, imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without, you know, tying up your bankroll for months, double down on a favorite bet you like, or even, uh, you know, yeah, you know, maybe maybe you want to middle or hedge something disgusting, but you know, people do it. Uh, Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark, all right? They they charge zero interest. So you don't got to worry about your kneecaps getting busted, and yeah, you, you know, the, you keep falling down this this hole. No, zero interest, and uh, yeah, I think it's one of the safest ways to. That's why gambling so it's a lot safer now. Let's put it like that. And Edge Boost can be part of a responsible gambling plan. 
you know, as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem with gambling call 1 800 Gambler. All right, we are back on the USFL Gambling Podcast. Patty C, your so I put the Philadelphia Stars at number two. At number three, I'm taking the New Orleans Breakers. Oh come on, come on! He's done. Is this shtick now, or no. are you for real? No, I mean, did you see what what McLeod Bethel Thompson put up last week? He broke a yeah, USFL he threw record for over three hundred again. No, but- that was the most ever <laughs> in the league. So you're telling me? I I believe that that will pay off. I think they're a better, a more complete football team. Yes, is Memphis's defense way better? Sure, than New Orleans, but New Orleans's offense is way better. New Orleans is Memphis thrown for for three hundred yards all year? No, no. I mean, it's not their game. So, I mean, I thought you were the guy that loved you know strong defense. Does Iowa, you know, in college football, throw for for three hundred a game? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, they don't. But I'm saying my point is is that I think New Orleans defense. I think they're a more complete team, and I think they'll beat. Uh, the Memphis Showboats uh, uh, this weekend. Uh, so here's my one concern about the Breakers is that the running game is not the same. Yeah, I mean Hills ran 23 carries for 36 yards only. That's, it's back-to-back weeks hey. where the running game has really stalled out. That's so Showboat numbers. Had out. That's Showboat numbers right there. <laughs> uh, Patty, yeah. who, <laughs> I don't see New Orleans batting down 75 passes a game defensively though. They do. You're right. Have the top uh, passing quarterback and the top rushing running back, obviously in the league uh, by a considerable margin. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson uh, over 400 yards more than, or about 400 yards more than the next guy, Case Cookus, and Wes Hills about 100 yards more than Mark Thompson rushing overall in the season. So those are good stats to have on your side. Um, the point differentials in their favor, as opposed to uh, Philly, your number two team, who still has a negative uh, thirty-one <laughs> point differential on the year. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't hate it. And in fact, in fact, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to throw a curveball at you guys. Who's your I third got best? Houston. Team? Houston. Hold on. As my so where? Hold on. So, so you haven't played the Stars yet? I haven't played the Stars yet. Houston. Wow. wow. Okay. Wow. So I mean, I was giving Colby shit for having the breakers third. I had the breakers fourth. So <laughs> not that far off. I just think Colby just hate is just completely hating on Memphis now. Well, I have Memphis fourth. So I think new Orleans is going to beat Memphis this week. And you'll, you'll see that with our picks later. Um, and I think they're the better team. So I can't sit here and say Memphis should be ahead of new Orleans. If I, if I'm going to take new Orleans to beat Memphis and I think new Orleans is better. Um, yeah. And uh, so I have Memphis at four. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should have New Orleans at uh, three, just because I think you're right. Bahar is an issue, even though Mark Thompson is so spectacular. I think you're right. I think I'm going to switch that. I'm going to put New Orleans at three, and then obviously we'll go from there. Well, no, we're on four. So what do you have no, at four? On, yeah. Well, then I have uh, Houston stars because I think they're wow, better than stars the stars. Five. I wow. have the whole South. Better wow. than the whole North, okay. you know, and based on the fact that the South won every game this past weekend, and four and zero for the South, zero and four for the North, uh, <laughs> and look, every team in the South has a better record than any team in the North. So, I, I, I stand by that. 
There you go. We got a modern day Robert E. Lee here, right? <laughs> I'm joking. He's going with us out fucking with you. Um uh NC Nick, uh so wait, your fourth team is the Breakers. Breakers. Okay. Breakers. So yeah. now it gets interesting because my fifth team is the Houston Gamblers. Same here. Okay. Yeah, and I was the one singing Houston's praises last week, saying that they were that, you know, that fluke long touchdown pass against them where they lost the game. And which I mean, it's still the case. I mean, they would have won six in a row now, but for some, for the eye test, it's really for them. It's the eye test. The eye test the last couple of weeks has not been there. Well, they blew it, blew week. it. <laughs> yeah, it was right there. I mean, they they should have lost again. You know, they got lucky. You know, they, they they I think they put up 14 points in the fourth quarter to win that game against the Maulers. Yeah, I guess you you know tip your hat and say congrats on on winning this many games, but. The eye test tells me another story, so it may be coming to bite them because Bahar is struggling. Uh, Thompson isn't finding quite as many holes as he was earlier in the year. So um, I have my question marks about the gamblers now. That's why they're my fifth. Oh, shout out to Terrell Furman in the chat. It says, what's up nerds? Miss the quad box. Shout out to him. Let's check out the NBA gambling podcast as the finals are going on. Uh, Patty C who's your fifth team? Well, I'm going to go stars and I have uh, it's really close though, because who has more upside is still a question mark. Really? I think the South is, is anyone's game. I know uh, we said Birmingham is to me uh, an inch ahead of the other ones or an inch or two, but not that far, Um, but they are decisively ahead. Whereas the other three are almost interchangeable. Um, And then Philly has uh, a lot of potential with that offense. I think if they get the defense together, then they have the makeup of a championship team based on where the offense has been, but the defense isn't there yet, you know, and it's a step behind. And even though Mark Thompson is getting bottled up a little more, he's still finding in finding the end zone 13. He's a touchdowns. baller. He's a, he, still a baller for sure. You can't yeah, really, sure. really Nobody's doubting that. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got stars at number five. Stars at number five. So I got stars at two. He's got him at five. Welcome to the USFL in 2023. The season's been <laughs> been wild. All right, at number six, this is a drop off. Obviously, <laughs> this is uh, the rest yeah. of the North. <laughs> I guess if you want to look at standings, the team with one more win is the Panthers. They were impressive a couple of weeks ago. They were, they, you know, they they almost beat the Breakers this past week. So. My sixth team is the Panthers. Uh, I just think they're a hair better than the Generals and Maulers. Nope. <laughs> me, you know, we had a conversation in the office. Uh, me, me stacking the money in Kramer, and we we're saying, you know, the Maulers could win it all if they get in. They have a good enough defense to mess with the the teams that are in there. So the Maulers should have beaten Houston last week. Blew it, blew it. Now that's a concern. And also Ray Horton never going for fourth and inches always a concern, right? And it's and for, not 1985. Come and, on. And Nick, I want your take on this again. And sh- uh, look, I like Ray Horton, right? I want your take on this again because this is this is so, there, there's a conspiracy. I, something's something's going on here. Every, I, I, even last year, Kirby Wilson was the head coach. I thought, man, Madre London's by far their best running back. <laughs> he goes. Dude, I'm with you. No, but look at last week, last week, eight for 41 over five yards of carry, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> and he only gets eight carries. Meanwhile, Groshek, 11 for 22. He is, keeps is handing Groshek off to like, these white running backs that suck ass. Is, all right? is Garrett Groshek like Daryl Johnson's son in law or something? <laughs> I mean, there has to be some kind of nepotism or, or something here going on because I told you in the preseason last year, before we saw the USFL play any games that Groshek was a stiff, he was a stiff in college. Well, and some, some reason, I, I don't know, man. Ask what is they're trying to recreate? The uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers of 1990. They want Merrill Hodge, <laughs> but they, <laughs> they have Barry Foster. Madre London's well, Barry Foster. Two more years. <laughs> I guess Madre London is not Barry Foster, but he might he might be. If Dude, they he's, gave him good. he's good. He's <laughs> good. Uh, Groshek's no Merrill Hodge either. <laughs> so <laughs> they're Dude, a poor man's 1990 no. Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and what's the what's the other white fullback that gets carries too? Like Ray Horton's just. Stocky he's, or whatever. He's set. He's he's just like I, I'm. I'm gonna have it my way. I'm giving it to these white running backs. And meanwhile, then then every once in a while, Madre London will get a carry, and it's like a 12 yard run. And you're like, hey, that guy's good. He pops off screen. <laughs> then it's like, no, let's go back to these slow white fucking running backs. It drives as, me crazy. As bad as that is, I mean, which is awful. Like go, not going for him fourth and one, I think is even worse. Not like, even fourth I, and I, one. It's fourth and inches. Yeah, I, I think if you talk to any kind of analytical <laughs> person, is it it, it it behooves you to be aggressive on offense. And he, he is just stuck in the past, like it's 1985. I mean, you guys the, remember how conservative football, NFL football, was in like the yeah. late 80s, yeah. early 90s. Dude, he'll you know you're stuck at the 35 in yard line. Punt it. Right. Yeah. No, he'll crazy. be on the opposing team's 35. Or no, like forty-five because he'll try to field goal at the thirty-five. But at, at the forty-five, he, he'll be like, "Oh, it's fourth and inches. Yeah, we should punt this one." And it's like, dude, it's a USFL. Go all out, balls to the wall, be aggressive. <laughs> you're not even in Pittsburgh. The media is not going to give you a hard time. You're 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 in Canton. That's where your hub is. Now I, I'm just. It's very confusing because it just not only not only do they do that, then they like, well, first off the Mauler's offense only gets to that field position, like once every like 10 possessions. So, but when they finally get it there, you can't punt, right? right. Or you end up going to kick a field goal. Blue. It had like 10 field goals in that game, but he missed the most important one. And even with that, the play bef- uh, the the second to last play of the game before the field goal, uh, they get a holding penalty. So it's, it, it goes back further. It's like, come on. Um, Anyway, I got the Maulers. I'm, I'm putting the Maulers at at my number. What is it? Six spot. Because I, I do think they're capable of beating anyone in the league. I don't know that about the opposing two teams. So I have the Maulers at six. Patty C, who do you got at six? I think any team can beat any team. Maybe maybe uh, Pittsburgh and um, and uh, New Jersey would have a hard time with Birmingham. But aside from that. As we clearly saw, you just mentioned uh, that uh, Pittsburgh almost probably should have beaten Houston, and Houston's right there with every other team that's uh, you know five and three. So um, I would uh, agree that Michigan is probably a little bit ahead of the others, just based on the fact that they've won and they don't do stupid things. The caveat being, Dakota Prukop had an excellent game. He looked like Dude. a poor man's uh, Alex <laughs> Mago. I have said that all year. I have you said, have, why was have. he not in the game? I'm like, I watched last week. Now he had a very bad interception that he threw in, in, in you know, the, the, like the, at the opposing teams, like 25 or, or maybe even in the red zone that besides that one play, 
he looked like a poor man's Alex Mago to me. Like I'm sitting there, like he is a beast. He can run better than most running quarterbacks in this league, and he's a he's a be- he's a better passer than Loletta. In my opinion, Mike Riley, and I'm a Mike Riley guy, but he's completely fucked this season for the Generals. If he starts pro cop, I think the Generals can like they still started Loletta last week. <laughs> if they start pro cop this week, I think they win. And I think they could be a very dangerous team in the playoffs too, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I I mean, we have every week we we thought, Oh, Deandre Johnson's starting to come on. Then Loletta starts. And then he did the same shit last year. Luckily for him, it didn't bite him last year. He still made the playoffs. Now they lost to the stars in the first round, but this year it is biting him. This quarterback platoon playing multiple quarterbacks. You know, they just can't find any kind of rhythm. So it'll be interesting what happens this week. He better start Dakota Prokop and he better give him a long leash, let him play the whole game. Uh, well, look, I have to put the generals at eight because I, I last week he still started Laletta. Yep. <laughs> so yep. until I know that that's their guy, I can't, I cannot put them at seven. I put Michigan at seven, uh, New Jersey at eight. Pat, uh, Patty C, what do you, what's your seven and eight? I'm I'll go, uh, Michigan seven. I'll go, I'm going that Jersey and Pitt both, both suck, but I guess I'll go, uh, uh, Pitt just because they're not shooting themselves in the foot. But again, if, uh, if pro cop is their guy and he, he continues like it was, then they're very live, uh, for the, for the Northern, uh, championship. You know, they could win the North pretty easily if he's playing the way he was. But uh, right now, if they're going back to Loletta, then they're dead last. So I'll put Pittsburgh ahead of them. Well, they've lost five games in a row. So I don't think there's any question about it. New Jersey's dead last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we're going to find out a lot this weekend. A, if Pro Cup comes back, and then I know I'm doing jumping ahead to a, a preview, but uh, uh, DJ Daniel. Uh, who's leading the, or tied for the league leading interceptions. Uh, and to me jumps off the screen uh, as, you know, probably maybe the best defensive back in the league against the leading pass receiver in the league in uh, Corey Coleman, who was the 15th pick in the draft a few years back. That's an elite matchup that really is kind of going to, I think have a huge out- outcome on that game. So we shall see, you know, who uh, who's looking good after this week. Amen. All right. North. Well, well, look, those are our power rankings, folks. Uh, want to tell you that the USFL Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Plus, they got plenty of ways uh, to win with the NBA, NHL, MLB. All with their player prop parlays. You should check them out. They also have some USFL stuff over there. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, guys, let's get to it. It's the picks part of this show. And well, no, let me explain this to the good the good fans out there. We got some playoff scenarios before we get to the picks. So if the stars win. They're in, right? Stars win. They're in. They're taking on the Generals, a rematch of last year's, uh, you know, Northern uh, playoff matchup. It's also a rematch of uh, Week Five, where our guy Aguilar kicked eight field goals and won. <laughs> Legend. Uh, so here and here's the other thing: the Panthers clinch with the win against the Maulers and a Stars win. 
All right. And a stars win. And if the stallions win, they clinch Stallion stallions are playing the gamblers, but check this out. If the gamblers win, they would then have the tiebreaker on the stallions. Ooh. So which it, would make the stallions last game a must win, even if they've finished yes, tied for the lead. Yes. So Unless the gamblers were to have lose, uh, lost in the final week too, though, so it makes it uh, it's mm. all it's all chaotic. It's, it's fantastic all, that all eight teams are still alive for the playoffs with the second to last week of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this, it's pretty exciting. And it, well, it, it, to, to add on to that, that they're all on uh, national TV, it just sets up perfect for a great weekend of football. If guys. I remember correctly, the the week ten last year. A lot of it was t- completely meaningless. Yes, right? yeah. There was like two or three games where it was like, nope, this means nothing, you know. Yeah. So this year, a lot, a lot better in that regard. All right. Well, look, Friday. Uh, sorry, Saturday, nine a.m. Pacific time. The Michigan Panthers in Canton, Ohio, are taking on the Pittsburgh Maulers. The Panthers are laying one and a half. The over/under set at forty-one. I told you my power rankings speak for my picks. I think the Maulers beat the Panthers here. They limit Reggie Corbin on the, on the ground, which I think is kind of the oil that makes the engine run. And then Josh love makes you know, he kind of uh, has a turnover problem. So I know the, the Maulers offense is complete ass. I know they try these field goals every time I, and we ne- they never go for fourth. Like that's the scary part. It was, they've lost a couple games because they elected to kick field goals. Like they were dominating the game, but they're just like, let's just take, take another field goal. And then in the fourth quarter, another, uh, you know, those uh, opposing team will score two touchdowns. And it's like, you were just dominating the game and now you're losing. Um, I'm taking the, the Maulers though. I think the Maulers know if they win this, they can get into the playoffs and well, obviously Michigan knows that too, but it's true for pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Michigan can actually still lose this and make the playoffs next week. The Maulers, I think, no, this is it. More, more of a must win. Sure. Do okay. or yeah. die time. Yeah. And so I got, I got the Maulers plus one and a half. I just think you played on the money line. Uh, and then you, you, uh, no, this for, would uh, mathematically eliminate the Maulers if they, if they lose this game, I don't think, because I don't think officially no, it would. Right? No, yeah. because uh, then uh, the Stars and Panthers would both have four wins, and the, yeah. the Maulers would only have two with one, right. one, one week. You're left. right. That's You're right. right. So this is a must-win spot for the Maulers. Must win. Um, and uh, might as well just pl- play the plus. What is it? One oh five. I Oop. think it is. Let's go. I'm here. Play. Yeah, you're on it. We had a little cut out there. You guys still there? Yeah, yeah. we're here. I hear you, buddy. Uh, so uh, plus one oh five on okay. the ma- on the mall. Sorry, I'm cutting out. Are you guys uh Are you guys cutting out at all? No. Nope. We're no, good. We're, we're fine, good. Let's buddy. keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, plus one oh five on the Maulers. Over under forty one. <laughs> Look, only one game all year out of eight games with the Maulers has gone over. <laughs> I refuse to take the over on a Michigan Panthers Pittsburgh mall. And maybe if it was like Birmingham or something, even in the one game that went over, there was two, like two kick returns or one kick return and a pick six. So uh, give me the under on 41. You could probably just lock that thing up right now. NC Nick, what are you doing here in Canton? Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to agree with you. So the Maulers won this game 23 to seven in week five, they limited the Panthers to only 18 yards on the ground and they forced four turnovers. 
I guess my pause here is that I don't think they're going to force another four turnovers. I mean, that's why they won that game easily. And also the Maulers are dead last in passing. And I think the, the, the recipe to beat the Maulers now is, is to limit Troy Williams on the ground. Yeah. Cause he's really, if, if, if he's not running the ball himself, the ground game is going to stall out. And <laughs> oh, no, then you no, really, no. if he's not, uh, you know, d- d- moving for, for positive yards on the ground and we know Madre Lunde can, but they won't rush. <laughs> they won't give him <laughs> right. the ball. Right. right. So, 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 you know, uh, you don't want to have to, re- they don't want to have to rely on the passing game with, with all that said, even though I had the Panthers a notch above the Maulers, I'm going to take the points here, even though it's only one and a half or t- I got early earlier in the week, a uh, plus two, I don't know, man. It, it's, there's not much difference between these two teams. I think maybe what you said, maybe that matters where this is the last hurrah for Pittsburgh. It's either win or go home and your season's over. So maybe that little bit will give them the edge here. Give me Pittsburgh and uh, definitely the under as well. Yeah. Yeah. The under's going to, the under's like the safest bet you can do this week. Patty C what are you doing here? Um, You know, you can get a little confused at looking at the stats and seeing that uh, Carson strong, you know, had only had 76 passing yards the week before uh, they played Pittsburgh the first time and only 94 yards against Pittsburgh. But uh, love was also playing in those games. So their total passing numbers were probably pretty similar to what they've done since, which is above 200 every game uh, for, for love. But um, you know, that said, I think having the one quarterback is a good thing for them. Um, But I think I agree with what you guys are saying. The, the, the back against the wall factor and already having the recipe to beat them by more than two scores. Look, you may think that, Hey, it's hard to beat a team twice, or it's hard to, you know, have it be as effective twice, but you lose by 16. I'm not betting on you the second time around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, straight up. I'm taking the Maulers here. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Uh, all right. Well, look, uh, I mean, I'm curious what you guys think the best games are. Cause you know, like to watch, cause then we jump over to uh, this game on uh, Fox. So the the, the Ma- Panthers Maulers games on NBC. This one's on Fox. To New answer Island. your question real quick, I think the better games are the ones with teams with winning records. So uh, the the two games in the South. <laughs> <laughs> the New Orleans Breakers take it on the Memphis Showboats. This game's at a pick. The over unders at forty three and a half. I told you this. If my power rankings told you this. I still believe the showboats are phony, right? I still believe it. The breakers have too much offensive firepower. They win this game. Don't throw a pick six and you win this game. If you throws a pick six, it's over, right? But give me the breakers. They get it done. NC Nick, what are you doing in the Liberty bowl? You know, last year in college football, I thought TCU was phony, and I picked against them pretty much every week. And, and granted, they didn't cover every week, but they ended up basically winning every week. And I'm just the Breakers—they're not showing me what what I need to see to, to to take them over a team that has won as many games in a row as the Showboats. Go back to Week Five again. Showboats won 17-10. Hills averaged less than three yards per carry. That's becoming a pattern here that I worry about. Uh, and Bethel Thompson, he threw, he threw the ball 35 times in that game for only 206 yards and, and the breakers committed three turnovers in that game. And that's why you have a, a showboat 17, 10 win 
sure, not a pretty win. They don't win pretty. We've established that. <laughs> but, you know, if you look at it, the showboats have the best turnover margin in the league, plus five. And the breakers have turned the ball over the, the most times in the league, 14 turnovers in eight games. That's not a recipe that I want to get on. So I'm going to showboats. Why not? Oh, Patty C he's jumping on your bandwagon. What are you Boom. doing here? He's on that showboat. Uh, <laughs> look, we're showboat buddies. Uh, <laughs> can, uh, look, can we get game. a graphic of like me and Patty? Like, you know, Arms around each other with the showboats up top. I for do something. like yeah, showboat. I do like that. Is it like uh, Schmidt, Schmidt's gay? Uh, you guys remember that from of course, uh, Saturday Night Live? Of course. Yeah. That's kind of what, what the yeah, vibe th- we're going for. There's Eskimo brothers and their showboat buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly what the showboat is yet, but you know, I've heard we'll the motorboat, you know, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, Same thing. So you're going, you're uh, right. You're riding the showboats or what? This is really hard, and the matchup is really uh, intriguing because um, because McLeod Bethel Thompson is the league leading uh, pass in passing yardage, and uh, Memphis relies so heavily on not only pressuring the quarterback but batting down passes and creating uh, turnovers. Now Bethel Thompson has thrown some interceptions lately, so I, I think that maybe uh, we are in in store for some of that. I also think that. Uh, West Hills might find some tough sledding against the likes of John Atkins in that tough front seven of uh, Memphis. So I think it's going to be, I mean, this is yet another example of like gaudy stats, the league leading passer and the league leading rusher on one team, you know, against a team with not a lot of uh, star power, um, you know, at least on the offensive side of the ball. So, but I think, I think the, uh, I think Memphis gets it done. Wow, Show, this showboat buddies, you showboat know. buddies, showboat. But who needs Miami Vice when you get the showboat buddies? Mississippi <laughs> River football, Patty. So you didn't even talk about Mississippi River football. Oh, remember, that's true. Remember our thing here that when, after next year, when they actually are in their locations, that they should take an actual showboat to the game Ooh. from New Orleans Ooh. to Memphis. Maybe that week we we get on the showboat if they play on the last week of the season. We should take, or if they ever play in the playoffs, we should go. We Take should the showboat. <laughs> we really should. I've always, I, I need to go on more showboats in my life. Uh, uh, okay. Then we jump over to Sunday. Sunday's action. The Birmingham Stallions taking on the Houston Gamblers in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, stallions are laying three and a half. The over unders at forty five and a half. The hook. Last week, remember the the the, the hook uh, I thought was going to get me uh, in what game was that? The Michigan game? No, they ended up losing by that half a point. I'm still taking the points. I am still taking the points. I just feel like anything more than a field goal, the stallions are good, but they're not like blowing teams out. So I think this is a game. The gamblers beat them the first time and the gamblers didn't even have Bahar. I think that Bahar opens up some passing to them. Uh, So I'm going to take Mark Thompson, the gamblers plus the three and a half. I think stallions still probably still might win this game, but I'm getting more than a field goal. I'm signing up for it. I'm also on the over. And by the way, what are you guys doing on that over under at 43 and a half with the, uh, the previous game, the breakers showboats. I leaned over. I, I'm not, I went over totally too. confident about it. Just I mentioned the last game was 17 to 10, but I think that's why a lot of people are going to be on the under there's going to be more points in this one. I went over too, but I don't love it. I think that's actually yeah. the hardest total of, of the uh, week. I'm, st- I'm not betting that. Saying far away from that. Yeah, Patty C. What do you what do you make of that showboats total? Uh, with I'm with on the over too. I mean, the showboats last three weeks: 22, 23, and 25 points. 
and New Orleans the last uh, few weeks, 16, uh, 20, and uh, 24. So it's right there on the cusp, but I feel like they're both going to have enough offense to barely go over on that. All right. So now we jump back to the, the, uh, the stallions gamblers game. I'm taking the gamblers and the points. I'm on the over Nick. What are you doing here in, in, in at the Liberty bowl with the Houston gamblers and Birmingham I think you're Stadions? getting too cute, buddy. I think you're getting way too cute. I love the fact that the gamblers won 27, 20, the first matchup, the stallions are the best team in the league and they're perhaps they're looking for motivation and revenge is a, is definitely motivation. And I mentioned the eye test, the gamblers have not been passing the last couple of weeks. Look, they might have won without Bahar. Right now, Bahar doesn't look that great anyway. So I'm definitely laying the points here. I'll lay the hook. Um, I'm going to go under also. Houston isn't scoring. Houston's probably going to score, you know, 20 21 here. And I think uh, Birmingham is going to be about 24 or so. 24 20. It's a close one. Birmingham wins, they cover. That's what great teams do. Give me the stallions and give me the over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The under. Yeah. Oh, okay. The under. Uh, Patty C, what are you doing here at the Liberty Bowl? You going with stallions? You riding the stallion like you normally do? Let <laughs> <laughs> me tell you what, Nick. This isn't the uh, 2022 Birmingham Stallions. Okay. They're not quite the same. You know, if you look back, their last five games, a four point or shit, six games, uh, a loss to New Orleans. A four-point win over lowly Pittsburgh, a loss to New Orleans. Uh, granted, they beat Michigan by two touchdowns, but a four-point win over New Orleans, and then a three-point win over Philly. They're squeaking by teams. They're they're doing it, but it's not by much. Um, and meanwhile, I like I said, I think Houston is one inch behind them, and one inch, if you calculate that, if you convert that to points, is probably less than three and a half. So I'm on Houston to cover, and I am on the under as well, Nick. Ooh, ooh, going with the under. All right. And then, you know, I something about this game I love. I know the other ones. I know NC Nick said, hey, the games he wants to see are the the Breakers Showboats, the the Gamblers, uh, Stallions, but there's something about this game. I love the uniforms. I just love the whole Northeast football. Yeah, Northeast football (laughs) is back. The Philadelphia Stars in Canton, Ohio, taking on the New Jersey General Stars are laying two and a half. Uh, the over under is at forty four. I I'll, I'll open up with saying I'm on the over <coughs> and I want to take New Jersey really bad, but I just don't know. I have a feeling Loletta cheese still might st- start. So I have to take the stars <coughs> on principle stars. win, they're in, they get it done. Case cook and Bart Andrews with that sweet ass haircut. They're going back to the playoffs. Patty C. What are you doing here in Canton? Not so fast. My friend. This is a rivalry and a great one at that. You're uh, not diving look. into the stink. <laughs> uh, no, what, what is the spread on this one? Two and a half. It's on the Two screen. And a half. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I got it. Uh, wait, the stink would be what in this situation? Uh, that uh, that Philly that Philly beats him and covers on. Covers it? No, I think, the, I think the, the the stink is that it's only minus yeah. two and a half. I think everybody have- is going to be on the stars. That's true. Actually, I I saw uh, yesterday. Ninety-eight percent of the money was on the stars. (laughs) Mm, I'm I'm still on the stars because last time I tried to get cute with New Jersey a couple weeks ago, (laughs) we thought the same thing. We're like, why are they favored by minus one or minus two? And you know, instead of really looking at the game and looking at 
the the pile of shit the New Jersey Generals are. <laughs> we 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 try to read the market, and I'm not doing that anymore. I'm on the stars. I'll lay the two and a half. They are, dude. We have them. We have New Jersey as the eighth team in our power rankings. Colby has the stars second. I had the stars yeah. third, and they're <laughs> they're laying less than a field goal. Yeah, yeah, maybe that sounds too easy. That's the stink. I, but this time I will dive into the stink. There you <laughs> and, go, Nick. And if they win, they're in. I'm diving into that stink. I'm on the over. You, Nick, you over. Patty, oh, let me tell you what. You're wrong because uh, I'm taking a flyer that Dakota Prukop gets the gets the start, and with their backs up against the wall, is a more powerful uh, motivator than uh, clinching. I think. Um, and so <laughs> I'm going to take New Jersey on the money line here. And uh, look, I think uh, I think DJ Daniel is going to give Corey Coleman a hard time this week. I'll tell it's you, this. shut him down. If Prokop plays, I'm buying into it. But I just can't. How do you how do you trust that? How do you trust he's going to start the right guy? Um, it's true. He hasn't been doing it all year. It's a hell I'm of a living gamble. on the edge. But <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you that. Uh, well, I, I did kind of get crazy on the DFS side of things. Because. Uh, <laughs> Let's just open it up. Let's just go right into DFS here because um, I f- went with Dakota Prokop as my as my guy. You know, I f- play the as- music, oh, play that funky shit. music. We all, all of us, <laughs> all of us, Dakota Prokop. He's gonna that's be MVP the, of the league that's next a year. Curse of death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, they gotta win to stay in the mix. Just makes a lot of sense to go with Dakota Prokop. He's he's undervalued. He's eighty three hundred. So all of us did that. Man, we're fucked. <laughs> You're probably we're, right. Yeah. Uh, running back. Then I went. My top price running back is Mark Thompson at twelve thousand eight hundred. Stallions' uh, defense has has given up big chunks of yardage. So I will dial into some Mark Thompson. Play that music. Oh man. Oh, uh, play the third time. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh man, this is terrible. Well, the guy's looking at what is what's kind of funny that the the two worst defenses against the run in the league are the Stars and Stallions. The two teams Colby has top two in his power rankings. So, but taking Dakota Prokop, we think he's going to be a rushing quarterback. So it makes sense going up against the Stars, bad run defense, and Mark Thompson going up against the Stallions, bad run defense. It makes sense also. Maybe it makes too much sense that we're chalky as hell. We all agree with the first two picks. Yeah. I, Hopefully we I, I see a difference right with now. our second running back. Do we all have a second running back? Uh, I actually have three running backs. I have two. Uh, actually, know, no, uh, no, I have two. Yeah. I have, I have, I have two. Uh, my second running back oh, is, man. is Dexter Williams for the Philadelphia stars Play at 4,500. All three Play of us music. have him. Oh my so, God. This is terrible, but he's he's so undervalued. You have to play him. Matt Colburn is hurt. For those that don't know, the starting running back for the Stars, uh, and, it, and he got hurt like with the opening drive or the second drive or early in the in, in the game. Dexter Williams came in. He had 15 for 52. He caught four balls for 23 yards. Put up what 17 and a half fantasy points. Not playing the entire game, and he's only 4.5k. So. Yeah, rostering him allows you to spend up elsewhere, but yes, he will be chalky as well. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean, I you know what I considered 
I considered going with Madre London and then I just, it's almost like, like I thought about just going all in because I don't know that pro cop will start. I was like pro cop and London and just hope that the coaches come to their senses, but <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. So that, I only have two running backs. Give us your third running back then Nick CJ Marable. The guy's what? been getting double digit carries. He's been in double digit fantasy points four weeks in a row, uh, five out of the last six weeks. Uh, and you're that's right. What, <laughs> we should I mean, roster him. I feel look like look at I, look at his receptions last week, five for forty six. The week before that, six for fifty two. His targets in the passing game, six last week's, seven before that. You're and right. He only has one rushing <laughs> touchdown on the year for a I, I just added him to the to the team. <laughs> <laughs> we right, are the same so team. So far, <laughs> well, Patty hasn't added him yet, Patty. I'm not really? adding him. I love no. my team. <laughs> Thank you, Jeez. <geez. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Patty. See, you don't have a third running back, right? I don't. Although I have a slot guy that I guess gets carries at running back. Um, but he's not my he's not my top receiver. So let's I guess rattle off our receivers. Okay. Uh, I got Johnny Dixon. He's been Quiet. on fire lately. Jeez, <laughs> all Louise. three of us. All three yeah. of us. <laughs> uh, where's that music? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we got this the, is same the whole roster. show is this song. How you guys doing? Yeah, here I'll switch it up. Here we go, Johnny Dixon. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, look. Remember when he came back from injury? I started him when he was 3K. The next week he was 3.6K. I rode him again. Last week he jumped up in price 5.4k, and I got too cute. What did he do? He had nine for 136 and two touchdowns. Yeah. So yeah. now at least he's priced accurately <laughs> at 8k. But I had I had some money there because I, I went cheaper with quarterback. So why not go with the guy who's been crushing it? Yeah, so I only have one other guy to give away before uh before my uh, so we have I, the think same Pat, exact I think Patty team. C has a couple more though. Yeah, Patty yeah, C far away with your 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 next wideout. Well, uh, I went with the possession wideout, um, which is what it, they are going to need against a stingy Mauler's defense. Trey Quinn of Michigan, you love that. Uh, team. Yeah, is the play. <laughs> He's been playing well. Um, Trey Quinn I guess. is the um, Cole Beasley of the USFL. <laughs> but he's yeah. going up against Pittsburgh. That defense is going to shut them down, probably. Right? He's taller than Cole Beasley. He's not a little scat. I feel like he's a legit, like uh, still a you know, kind of right? Ed McCaffrey-ish uh, type. Um, maybe not that long of a neck, but uh, look, <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> not in almost 20, 19 receptions in the last I four mean, weeks. He's no Harvey Williams. Yeah. Well, no, there's only one Harvey Williams, <laughs> son of an actual giraffe. Um, Trey Quinn's been doing all right. Uh, he he's my he's my papali of this week, a possession receiver that I can rely on for a steady amount of points. Okay, give us your second because you have two more wide receivers, right? Uh, this is my last uh, receiver. This is Derek Dillon. You know, it's just I didn't have that much money left after all that, but he's had some decent production at fifty one hundred to give me eight points on average. Uh, there's value there. So like me it. and Nick have the same team right maker. now. Yeah, Derek Dillon, but he's playing. Yeah, that offense. You better need you need to kick six again. Um, <laughs> my my final guy, Nick. If you have this guy, uh, my uh, guy's only three k. My guy's only twenty eight hundred. So, all right, thank God. Cole Hickatini, the tight end for uh, the Michigan Panthers. Okay. This guy's not a, a bad guy's play. A, this guy's a touchdown machine. All right, he they're is, gonna go play action. Is. They're gonna go play action. He's gonna have a thirty yard touchdown in this game. 
and that will probably be his only catch of the game. But it will be enough to get me, uh, you know, some solid points. Uh, who's your guy at three K? Isaiah Zuber, the, the the receiver for the Gamblers, and he played. He got a lot more burn last year. This year he missed the first three weeks. He didn't register a catch until week six. But when I was watching the game last week, he caught five for thirty on six targets. So I'm like, all right, and he he looks he looks decent out there. So I want to take I want to roll the dice with Isaiah Zuber, the receiver. I think he uh, he he, he outduels uh, Zigatini or uh, Rigatoni <laughs> or uh, whatever the fuck he just said. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Rigatoni's gonna do it big. All right, de- uh, defense. I mean, let's see if me and Nick have every. Position the same except for uh, the sec- the last price wideout. Uh, I have the Michigan Panthers defense at thirty nine hundred. I do not have them for, for forty one hundred. I'm going to go with the team that is the the best. I, I mentioned earlier the, the the team with the best turnover margin going up against the team that has ha- has given up the most turnovers. Memphis Showboats, baby, oh, Showboat yeah. buddies, four point one k. Play that music, Cole. There we go. Showboat. You got the to showboats too, Pat. Yeah, we need some music for showboat buddy music. <laughs> uh, look, is it uh, like the uh, theme of Love Boat or something? Yeah, give it, us the love. It, here, here's the. Uh, <laughs> That's as close as we're getting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else could can work. Uh, I, I got to work on getting some uh, some Miami Vice music going. But uh, wow, I tell, tell you what. I had Pittsburgh. I had Memphis and I went with Pittsburgh last week and that, that was a terrible decision because I think Pittsburgh had <laughs> one, one fantasy point and Memphis had around 10 or 11, yeah. which really cost. It actually cost me the, uh, the win in DFS last week. So I am changing it up and I'm going back to the show. Memphis, the only defense that averages in double digit fantasy points per week. It ain't happening next this week. I mean, they've had it so much. It, 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 the, the Maulers look, I have the Panthers defense against the Maulers. They're going to hand it to Garrett Groshek 75 times. All right. You're going to get 34 yards out of that. But hold and on. Don't you have the Maulers winning that game? I do. Pick six. Could you not, could you, could you not afford them? No, I have every defense. So that's a, that's an interesting play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause the Maulers are, is only a hundred dollars more expensive than the Panthers. And they average more fantasy points per game. But okay, I, interesting. But, but I see a defensive touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Could be the case. <laughs> uh, I don't know that Pittsburgh does that. I don't think they give the ball away for touchdowns. I just think they can't move it and then they punt. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and instead of going for it on fourth and one and, and actually you know, giving the defense a short field, they punt it. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you make a good point. And then Josh Love. He, he the Panthers have given up a ton of defensive touchdowns. I, I'm switching to Pittsburgh. Give me <laughs> give me the Maulers defense. Let's go. I just 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 fixed it right there. I'm gonna be super pissed if the Panthers have two pick sixes. <laughs> Folks, subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast because the road to the Freedom Cup continues. All right, we'll have a reaction show uh, show Sunday night or Monday loaded up for you. And once again, how great is this weekend? All of the games matter. What is the game you want to see most, Patty C? Uh, I got to say, Birmingham, Houston, just the best quality of football um, in ter- and most kind of entertaining players. Mark Thompson, Alex Mago, your two MVP candidates going at it. Sign me up. Aguilar's got to be one of those MVP candidates. So I, I'm going <laughs> Stars. Generals is the game I want to see. Nick, what's what's the game you want to see most? I mean, after this episode, Breakers, Showboats. <laughs> <laughs> 
Showboat buddies. Yeah, Showboat buddies. Folks, subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast. Remember, you can also watch this on YouTube. Just go to uh, USFO Gambling Podcast on YouTube. You'll see it there. Subscribe. And wherever you listen to podcasts at Spotify, uh, iTunes, all that good stuff, subscribe over there. Please go hop over to iTunes. Give us a five star review if you can. If you've been listening to us all year, please. That that helps us immensely. So uh, do that. And uh, also give us a follow on Twitter at USFL Gambling. Excited for this action. And uh, if you follow us on Twitter, we'll be live tweeting during these games, folks. So check us out. And uh, yeah, give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C831. Give NC Nick a follow on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K the showboat brothers uh, or the showboat buddies. Uh, so, uh, and I'm on Twitter at the Colby D give me a follow, check out the sports gambling podcast. Uh, we also host the college football experience doing 133 previews currently. So uh, we talk college football year round there. Check us out there. Uh, and uh, the college baseball experience. I got to talk about that because that's rolling right now too. As that, as the road to Omaha continues to heat up, check out that, check out the sports gambling podcast and yes, check out everything else. All right, folks, this is the USFL gambling podcast. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Run and shoot.